From the capital city, I'm Jazz Garrett. With the hearings surrounding TikTok taking place in Congress, News of the North looked into the Restrict Act, the bill that was introduced that would see to the app being banned along with others. A key point of the bill is it would authorize the Secretary of Commerce to review and prohibit certain transactions between persons in the United States and foreign adversaries and for other purposes. Foreign adversaries are listed as the People's Republic of China, the Republic of Cuba, the Russian Federation, the Islamic Republic of Iran, North Korea, and Venezuela under the regime of Maduro. The Restrict Act would ban the use of any technology from these regions and forms of mass communication with them if it is deemed a risk to the United States. It is a bipartisan bill and is still early in the legislative process, having only been introduced on March 7th. Senator Dan Sullivan has been a co-sponsor of this bill and has been a supporter from its start. Pillars of America is returning to Juneau after a three-year hiatus due to the pandemic. Since Pillars is a private ticketed event, Lauren Sisler joined Capital Chat to talk about her experiences publicly. Sisler is tomorrow's Pillars speaker. Well, I'm super excited to be here, thrilled for this opportunity, just to be here in Juneau to speak to the Rotary Club and just to really the hearts and minds of these young students as well as the community. And so I am a sports reporter. I work for ESPN as a sideline reporter, primarily for college football. And so on game day Saturdays, you'll see me pretty much covering football from every conference there is, you know, the SEC, the Pac-12, the Big Ten, the Big 12, you name it. I'm always bouncing around during college football season. This is how she began her sports journey. I grew up in Roanoke, Virginia. We were a sports family. You know, we were always on the go, very close with both of my parents. And um, I was actually uh, enrolled in the sport of gymnastics at a very early age, age three. And gymnastics picked up for me very quickly. So I became very competitive at an early age and just loved the sport, fell in love with it, invested a lot of time. And by the time I was in middle school and junior high into high school, I realized oh, maybe I could get a college scholarship doing this. So I started really focusing on that and eventually earned a college scholarship to compete at Rutgers, the State University of New Jersey. And like many pillar speakers, her story is one of resilience. Fast forward to second semester and I was getting ready for some exams and about to turn in for the evening and got a phone call from my dad. was talking to my parents both on the phone after we talked. Several hours later, I got a phone call from my dad to let me know that my mom had passed away. And he said, I need you to get on the next plane to get to the airport in Virginia and I'll be there to pick you up. And unfortunately, he never did show up at the airport and we found out too that he had passed away. And really, it would be months and months till as a family, we would find out what took both of their lives. And for me personally, because of the shame that I felt, the anger, the grief um, of the nature of their passing, it would take me years to learn and to really accept the fact that both of my parents died of prescription drug overdoses. Sisler hopes to inspire the guests tomorrow. You know, to spread a message of hope, a a message of resilience, helping people to overcome maybe some of the things that they've experienced and faced challenges in their life as it pertains to my personal story and personal journey, both, uh, you know, uh, on and off the football field. Coming up next on News of the North, Capital City Fire and Rescue responded to a structure fire Sunday morning.
the Juno Chamber of Commerce joined Action Line. And there has been a game changer in the emergency treatment for overdose victims. Coming up next on News of the North. You're listening to News of the North. On Sunday, around 5.28 a.m., Capital City Fire and Rescue was dispatched for a residential structure fire on Mendenhall Loop Road. Upon arrival, fire personnel found a single wide mobile home with smoke and flames showing from the front half of the structure. All occupants had evacuated prior to fire personnel arriving. A quick fire suppression attack was completed and a fire origin and cause investigation was conducted immediately after. The investigation concluded the most likely cause for this fire is believed to be discarded smoking materials that ignited and transferred to the combustible deck and siding and traveled vertically in the space until the window to the kitchen failed and fire continued to consume the interior of the structure. There were three adults occupying the home at the time of the fire. There were no smoke alarms to alert the occupants. They were in the back half of the structure asleep and heard a loud noise that woke them up and they could see fire from inside the hallway. A portable fire extinguisher was used, but it did not have much effect. There were no injuries reported, yet the home is a total loss and the occupants received help from the American Red Cross. Capital City Fire and Rescue would like to remind residents of the importance of having working smoke alarms in your home and to be sure that you always have two ways out of your home in case the primary exit is compromised. The Juno Chamber of Commerce came onto Action Line to discuss their upcoming Spirits of Alaska event. Yeah, we're pretty excited. Uh, we, we've done a couple variations of this in the years past, but this year uh, will be a Gold Belt Tram, April 29th. It's a Saturday, the last Saturday of the month, and we'll be doing um, a spirits tasting at the top of the tram. So uh, all, all spirits made within the state of Alaska. So you've got um, Uncharted Alaska out of Ketchikan. You'll have Amalga here locally, Port Chilkoot out of Haines, Anchorage Distillery, uh, Ursa Major out of Fairbanks, and I'm trying to remember Port Chilkoot out of Haines. I said them. Yeah. And then, uh, so yeah, we've got some pretty awesome distilleries from across the state. They also talked about how the event showcases the growing distilling industry in Alaska. You know, it's, it's an industry that's really growing and uh, some incredible products are being showcased. So yeah, we'll be up there $65 a ticket and that gets you up the tram. It gets you all the spirit samplings and uh, food and desserts as well. And then also as part of that, you know, it's, it's a fundraiser for us. So we'll, we will also be having a raffle uh, at the event. But the raffle is going to be pretty large. It's going to include uh, airline tickets, um, dog sledding adventures, the new uh, Whale Watch Lighthouse Tour that's being done, uh, I think, by uh, Alaska Galore Tours. And uh, so, yeah, we've got some incredible prizes that will be uh, raffled away at the event as well. That was John Blasco, President of Board of Directors for the Chamber. You can listen to the full program on our website, kinyradio.com. A game changer in the emergency treatment for overdose victims. ABC's Derek Dennis reports. The FDA approving the overdose reversal drug Narcan for use over the counter. It's a first for the drug, which previously needed a prescription or some other workaround to have on hand. Now it's a nasal spray that can quickly restore breathing for someone experiencing an adverse reaction to opioids. And medical experts say it is safe for bystanders to administer the drug, even if a victim is not actually overdosing. 
FDA Commissioner Robert Califf says the new nasal spray will improve Narcan's availability and access and help reduce opioid overdose deaths nationwide. Derek Dennis, ABC News. Never miss a story or a newscast at KINYradio.com. Now you're up to date. I'm Jazz Garrett for News of the North.